Happy Tuesday night, Midtowners. My name is Matt Rappold, and you are tuned in to Local Music Live here on Midtown Radio KW, Kitchener-Waterloo's home for local music. We have a fantastic episode for you tonight and a very special guest. So without further ado, let's welcome to the program Don McDougall, drummer and percussionist for local jazz quintet Top Pocket. Don, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here yeah. on Local Music Live. We're super Glad. excited to have you. I'm excited to be here, man, really. For those people who may not know, there's we have a bit of a connection outside of this interview. Yes, we do. Don is uh, my drum teacher <laughs> and all-around fantastic human being, so I appreciate you taking the time here. And we are, uh, we're talking about your band, and we're also talking about uh, the show that you have coming up. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the show. When uh, What's the date? Give people the details. Yeah, we're playing at the, um, the Registry Theatre in Kitchener on uh, March 31st, Friday, March 31st. And it's in celebration of the 15th anniversary of jazz at the registry. Nice. Uh, yeah. And we were the first band that played jazz at the registry. Awesome. Lawrence booked us 15 years ago. Yeah. And so when it came up that it was going to be the 15th anniversary this year, he thought, why don't we see if you guys can do it again. So oh, that's thought, great. yeah, yeah. I'm very excited about it. That's awesome. So you were the first band to play jazz at the registry 15 years ago. Yeah. So I mean, top yeah. pocket, that's band's been around for a while then. 33 years. 33 years. Yeah. Wow. That is been two years time. older than me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot younger than me. <laughs> By a good 30 years. <laughs> awesome. Well, I mean, top pocket is, I would say one of the premier, if not the premier jazz app in Kitchener-Waterloo. Um, you nice. you That's have such a, a great reputation and you've played so many you know, festivals and yeah. locations. Give the audience a little bit of an understanding of how the band came together uh, all those 33 years ago. You know what? That's a, that's a great question. I would really enjoy the opportunity to answer that because um, the band started 33 years ago and for those people that know me and know the members of the band and have been aware of the band. Um, when we started, we had a different sax player. Um, and unfortunately, he passed away a couple of years ago. His name was Andy Klain. Mm. Um, and so it gives me an opportunity to, to sort of tell the story about the band and how it started. 33 years ago, we were actually um, a funk R&B band. Get out. Yeah, we had a singer. And um, that was the focus, was actually doing that style of music. And then we did, um, Andy got us a gig playing jazz in uh, Brantford. And um, <laughs> quick aside, that was actually the gig that I met my wife on. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. so there's like a personal so, connection. There is, you know, yeah. And the band runs deep. <laughs> yes, oh yeah. But Andy got us this gig in, in Brantford, and, but it was a jazz gig. So we thought, okay, well, we'll we'll go and do this jazz gig. And on the way home, we were talking about it and sort of going, maybe this is the, the way we should go, right? Um, and so we started getting together and playing jazz and playing standards. Um, the singer for the band was a, a wonderful singer named um, C.J. Griffith, Conrad Griffith. And it's, it's, it's kind of strange, but it's also very sad. CJ and Andy passed away on the exact same day. Really? Yeah. And were they still were they still close? No, they oh. they were living in two different cities. Um, but we heard about Andy in the morning, and I got notification about CJ in the evening. Oh my god! And I was like, 
oh, I, I wanted to get on the phone and check with the rest of the members of the band. Yeah. It was like, what, what's just happened here? It was just really odd. Yeah. Very, I mean, I'm very unfortunate. But. And for, for anybody who listening who has not yet been in a band, I mean, they're bands really are like family, right? Oh, you have yeah. such personal connections. Oh, yeah. You have such, um, you know, you go through so much together. You're connected both creatively, but also, you know, from a personal standpoint, right? You care about those people. They're, they're, they're like friends, except like even with the cr- additional creative uh, um, added component to it. Oh, yeah. And, and the, well, the bass player in the band is my best friend in the whole world. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we were roommates for five and a half years. I mean, we it's... Yeah, we're, we're the best of friends. And he's the, the only other original member of the band now. Okay. I mean, there's been changes over the years in that. But we started the band, yeah, 33 years ago, just decided let's go in a different direction and started picking up gigs. And Andy was a good for, he was a go-getter. He'd go out and get us gigs. And nice. we ended up, as I was telling you earlier, we ended up at one point playing two house gigs a week wow. uh, on a Tuesday night. At um, oh, um, the circus room. Oh yeah, I played yeah. the circus room. Yeah. Yeah. I played there one time with my high school band. Really, we were in like grade eleven. Yeah, and uh, we rolled in there. We had like no clue what to expect. We yeah. never played like a legit club gig before. Oh, cool! And uh, we roll in there, and <laughs> there was some interesting characters around. <laughs> uh, and we go on and we play like kind of our, you know, I think we played probably like an ACDC cover and some of our like original kind of like yeah. you know metally prog stuff. Yeah, and yeah. People see people were respectful. Yeah, I don't cool. know if they were in. Cool. But they were respectful. <laughs> it was a fun room. It yeah. was a fun room. And we actually started, if I remember right, the first time, the, for a while we were doing a late night, like we were doing an uh, after hours gig at like from one till three. Really? Yeah. And so we would make our way over there. On a Saturday night, we'd wow. make our, do our gigs and then make our way to the club and play another gig. And then they moved it to a Tuesday night. But we were playing there a good year and a half two years yeah and then we also played um all of a sudden i can't think of the name of the club oh oh i can't think of the name of it but um that was upstairs on king street as well um was it waterloo no in kitchener okay yeah it's all of a sudden the name's just not coming to me but uh it was wild to be playing two house gigs a week for about a year and a half yeah yeah and, that's, and those, I mean, those house gigs, I mean, you have a lot of preparation for that because you're playing a lot of covers, right? You're going to be yeah. doing a lot of standards. So you got to be like a well-oiled machine because people expect that from a house band. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I wouldn't say that the band rehearsed a lot, but um, because it's jazz. So fortunately, we had, uh, we had Glenn Murch on guitar, um, who's just his knowledge of jazz tunes was immense. Um, and Mike, who's great reader on bass and Andy, again, another one that just no has all the jazz tunes in his head. Um, and then myself who just sort of sat back and did the best I could. <laughs> all I had to do was lay down the time, right. Yeah. And, um, until I knew what song we were doing, but, um, yeah, we were busy. That's awesome. Yeah. And well, you mentioned, um, you know, that first gig in Brantford, like the transition yeah. from funk, uh, to jazz, what was that conversation like, or what were you feeling like? You know, I mean, that's a pretty big shift. I mean, there is similarities yeah. in terms of musical genre, but like to go in as a funk band to come out and be like, you know what, we should be playing this entire different genre. Yeah, that's a big switch. What were the yeah. conversations like, or what was the feeling like that sort of prompted the band to make that change in direction? Well, it was interesting because well, that's a good question. It, it is so long ago. I got to 
try and remember. <laughs> um, it was interesting though because at the time we were a funk band with a different sax player, um, another local guy, uh, Ray Duke, great sax player as well, um, and and then we had CJ singing with us. So when we decided that well, Mike and myself and Glenn had sort of figured, I mean, we should go in a different direction. I, it's not we didn't we didn't let anybody go right it wasn't that kind of a thing we just sort of said to the guys we were already of one mind so we just said to the guys you know we think we're just gonna continue and do our do a jazz thing yeah and um and and it was andy's idea right so it was it was it, it was andy's band at that time and so immediately ray was unfortunately not going to have that chair anymore because it was Andy that was making the suggestions, yeah. right? Um, or making the suggestion that maybe we should try this. So, and we just decided that, yeah, let's, let's go that route. We were all jazz fans, right? Um, I think it was my idea initially to sort of put this funk band together, funk pop R&B band together. And, um, and that's then, like I said, when we did this gig with Andy, it was like, okay, let's maybe go in a different direction. And then, and Andy sort of took the reins. Oh, there was some chemistry there, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's like, you know, all of a sudden you hear your sound with like a, a new component to it and you think like, oh my gosh, yeah. like, I could take yeah. this in this totally new direction that yeah. may be more um, fitting with what my ideals are for, for music and what I want to see, what, what I want to play. And I was, al it, I was already a huge jazz fan, right? Um, I, I started listening to jazz really young. Like I was a weird kid and um, was begging my parents to let me stay up and watch the uh, late night or the late, or, uh, the tight show with uh, Carson. And yeah, yeah. because, um, uh, oh, all of a sudden I can't, th oh, Buddy Rich, because Buddy Rich was going to be on and that kind of thing. So I was already into jazz. So when the opportunity came up, I thought, yeah, this might be a good, good idea. And I want to circle back. Well, we'll circle back to this in the <laughs> next, in the next segment. But yeah. I mean, to your influences, I mean, Buddy Rich, I mean, incredible, oh, yeah. incredible yeah. drummer and incredible, yeah. like, you know, fantastic musician. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll circle back to that. But I want to stay with um, sort of the beginning of the band. And yeah. We had talked about, um, or you mentioned that the registry show, I mean, that's yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah. What was it like to play that that for what do you remember of that well, first, the, the uh, first registry show the first registry show was um let me think of the lineup now so that was andy paul paul yes uh by this point glenn had left um and so we and approached paul stopher to play keyboards in the band and fortunately he was he was excited about it um so our very first show was with andy paul stopher myself and mike Bergauer. So it was, or Michael Bergauer. Um, it was, and, and at that point, Paul had joined the band. And when Paul came in, the very first rehearsal, maybe the second rehearsal, Paul was like, you know, doing standards is cool, but I've got, boom, he puts this binder on the, <laughs> I've got all these original tunes. And so we started experimenting with the original tunes. And, and so that first show that we did at the registry was about half and half. Um, Andy was big into standards, so and we—that's what we've been doing. So we just peppered our show with a couple of originals from Paul, and um, it was a gas. It was like it was sold out. You know, we, you never—we never know what to expect, right? So when uh, it sold out, we were very pleased, 
and uh, great response. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, yeah, that actually was recorded. That's our first album. Oh, nice. Yeah, was recorded at the Registry Theater on our first show. Oh, that's great. There. Yeah. So this so, is this is kind of like, you know, you're going back and you're going to be able to sort of compare your your show on the 31st yeah. when people can listen to it. They go to the show, listen to that, then they can listen to your then they can first, listen to the first album, album. Yeah. and your first show at the Registry I only years just ago. put the two together. That we're actually, <laughs> that album's 15 years old. Well, you know what, Don? Wow. Why don't we take a listen to one okay. of the songs off of that album? Okay, for um, sure. Give us a song that you would recommend from that, and we'll take a listen right here on the radio. I would have to have the album in front of me to know what's on it. <laughs> um, I would like to, it needs to be an original. I think it should be an original. Um, you know what? Um, Dancing to the Rhythm of Life. Sounds That's good. Paul Stouffer composition, Dancing to the Rhythm of Life. It was the last song of the show. All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, let's take a listen to that right now on Local Music Live. Here is Top Pocket with Dancing to the Rhythm of Life.
Welcome back to Local Music Live here on Midtown Radio KW. My name is Matt Rappolt, and thanks so much for spending your Tuesday night here listening to local music. That was Dancing to the Rhythm of Life by Top Pocket. And that band is uh, a band that my guest, Don McDougall, is a part of. And they're doing an, a show this coming Saturday, March 31st, at the Registry Theater in celebration of the 15th year of Jazz at the Registry. Don, thanks for being here. That's a, What a great song. Yeah, it's a fun tune. It, it's, it's a happy, joyous tune. Not all our tunes are like that. Yeah. But um, that one is just, it, it's a breath kind of just a relax everybody relax just have fun nice is that yeah. one that people can expect to hear this saturday oh definitely awesome yeah it's there. kind of become our if i'm not mistaken i believe we're sticking with this it's kind of become our the last song we play in every show oh nice yeah, yeah. that's great it's always wonderful to have a song like that where yeah um you know you can sort of bookend the the sh- the, the show with like you know something at this at the top which yeah. is just a fantastic upbeat sort of song and then end it with like that classic that yeah. you know everyone kind of knows it's coming yeah. and they're just so excited to hear yeah. it and yeah. I mean for musicians you're so excited to play it yeah oh yeah absolutely it's a lot of fun it's a Latin it's, got, it's a Latin samba right so it's it's fun to play that's awesome yeah <clears throat> well uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, about you as well about as a musician oh, I mean you've okay. been around sure. the scene uh, for a long time yeah well hang on <laughs> <laughs> well, we know at least fifteen I, years, I, yeah, at least thirty years. Yeah, it's been a long time. And now you're, you know, you're you're doing drum lessons. I mean, you're contributing to the next generation of musical talent here in Kitchener Waterloo. Um, so let's talk a little bit about how you got your start uh, playing drums and percussion. What was the moment that you thought to yourself, "I got to do this. This is like an instrument that I have to play." Well, it's boy, have you ever opened up a can of worms? Um, Good question. Uh, I firmly believe that I was born like this. Um, I don't remember not being interested in the drums. I don't remember not loving the drums. When I was three years old, I was pulling the pots and pans out of my mom's cupboard in the kitchen and setting them up on the floor like a drum kit with two wooden spoons, and I would just play on them. (laughs) And I was three. Um, And like I alluded to earlier, by the time I was five, I was begging my parents to let me stay up and watch Buddy Rich on The Tonight Show. People like Pete Fountain, who was a legendary um, New Orleans clarinetist, uh, Roy Clark, uh, people like that, Tony Bennett. And my parents were like, what's with this kid? You know, like, they were, <laughs> this, this is really weird. Um, but it's what it was. And so I was, had been begging them to let me, or to give me drum lessons. And uh, um, so for my sixth birthday... They, we went out for dinner like we always do. And then we stopped by this house and I was introduced to Gary Tomlin. And that was, this is going to be your drum teacher. And that was my birthday present. Oh, so cool. Oh, it was, and and Gary just became, uh, well, just a a great friend. And, and unfortunately we've lost him in the last number of years, but, uh, and a huge mentor, huge mentor to me. Um, yeah, but that's, that's, so I was always a drummer. That's exact. That's all I'm, it's the only thing I'm good at. So, you know, and I don't mean that to sound arrogant. You're also a great teacher. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I do. I appreciate that. I guess that's related to the drums too, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. But I, I, I've had a number of mentors and, and fortunately, which I don't, you're not aware of, but, um, 
sort of my one of my remaining mentors just passed away um, on Thursday. Oh, I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. Yeah, Mike Bergauer, senior. So Michael's dad, the bass okay. player in Top Pocket, his dad passed away. And he was a massive influence on myself and so many musicians in this region. D Danny Michelle, um, 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 Leo Valvasori, just, uh, uh, and I've been hearing or seeing posts from all over the world of musicians that are going, my mentor died today, mm. you know? And I was like, oh, and, and we can all share that. So I know I'm, but yeah, it was, uh, it was unfortunate. Yeah, it's, it's so important uh, it is. to recognize those musical mentors. Cause I mean, in the music community, everyone, you know, when you're, when you have talent and you have skill and you make an impact on that, I mean, you, you're touching a lot of people and people recognize it, right? Yeah. Especially with like, you know, younger musicians coming up. I mean, having a mentor there to sort of show the ropes, yeah. to show the craft to, I mean, oh, that's yeah. so important. It's, it's, yeah. I mean, really is like, it's, you know, it's one of those professions or it's one of those sort of crafts where you need people there to kind of help along the next generation. You really do. And, and I've been, I've been very lucky. Like I said, Gary was such a huge mentor to me and such an influence. Um, Mike, Michael, Mike Bergauer, senior, he got me my first gig. I was 17. I was in high school and, and he just took me aside one day after class. He said, can you, Don, can you stay after class? I thought, oh no, what did I do? Right. And, uh, and he said, would you be interested in playing percussion professionally? And I was like, <laughs> what? And he said, yeah, the Opus 2, which was an 11-piece show band back then. We uh, um, did all private functions and that kind of thing. And full horn section, and it was awesome. And um, he said, I'd like to add you a percussion. And I was, wow, okay. So he gave me my first gig. So, and I played in that band for a number of years. We did a reunion a number of years ago. It, it and our lives have been intermingled ever since. Yeah. And his son is my best friend. Yeah. You know. It's that that so, I mean, that says so much about the musical community, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and I've learned that. Like um um I've learned from Gary, I've learned from Mike, um Roger Flock who taught me at Humber, he's another mentor. Um and then I have a mentor that's not well. Bill was in music. Bill Kloss was another mentor of mine, but he was an English teacher of mine in high school, and we became friends. And he's another one that was a big mentor to a lot of people. But I've learned from them to pass it on. Mm. And so I I never look at my drum lessons as just drum lessons. I I try to 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 support the student and try, try to make it a positive experience. And, uh, and I learned that from all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the, um, what's, what's one sort of like practical learning that you've taken from your mentors and you integrate into your drum lessons? Um, well, I mean, it's different depending on the person. Um, um, I won't go into all the specifics, but with, with, with Gary, um, from Gary, I, I learned the importance of technique um, as you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've had those <laughs> we've conversations. Had those conversations. Um, I learned the importance of technique. Um, that was, and again, I went very fortunate for me. I went from Gary Tomlin studying with Gary for years to going to Humber college. So I started studying with Roger Flock and Gary and Roger, they could have been brothers. Mm -hmm. Like they were the, very much of the same mind and same 
way of teaching and positive reinforcement. Um, and from Mike Sr., just a love of music. Um, I remember walking into his very first, my very first music class in grade nine and hearing, not necessarily knowing what I'd been listening to, um, but I was listening to Miles Davis and um, Maynard Ferguson and people like that and just digging it, but hadn't put a name to it. And, yeah. and I remember walking into class and Mike was playing that day, first day of school, playing Kind of Blue by Miles Davis. And I walked in, I went, oh, what is this? Because I know this. And Mike, the first words Mike Sr. ever said to me was, that's jazz, son. It's the first thing he ever said <laughs> to me. That is straight up like a movie. Yeah, I know. I know. And, 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 and I remember it like it was yesterday. Oh. And, and that was the beginning of another, such a huge influence. Positive reinforcement. Yeah. I, I, I try so hard to, if I have to give a critique or anything, I try to do it from a positive point of view. Um, and not from a negative point of view, mm. you know, that's, that's really important to me. And I learned that from, from all those guys. That's so important. Yeah. I mean, you, you want to make sure you're fostering the love, right? I mean, if people yeah. are not loving what they're doing or they're, if, yeah. they, if they're, if they're viewing it as something that they have to do, as opposed to something that they want to do, yeah. they're not going to want to do it. No. And, or they'll go find a different instrument. They'll go find a different hobby to yeah. do. Um, and then totally. that's what a loss. Cause then, you know, totally. the, the musical community is missing out on the potential of having yep. their contributions. Yeah. Um, it's true. Know, it's yeah. very true. That's, it's so important to, to, it to be doing that. It is. It's really important. Um, how do you bring those, uh, your mentors into the studio with you? Because you've done a number of big recordings. Do you sort of have, do you, do you keep them close to you when you're in the studio? Um, that's, a, again, man, you're asking some good questions. Um, I, no, I don't know that I do necessarily. They, they weren't influenced because back when they were being the big influence on me, that they were, I wasn't doing any studio work. So, um, there are other influences that have, that come to play when I go into a recording studio, um, just of, but not, these are not in, I don't call them mentors cause I don't know these people, but mm. these are influences like a Steve Gadd, um, Omar Hakim, people like that, that, that I've taken lessons from just having listened to them yeah. and having heard them talk. I've been able to go to clinics by them and stuff like that and just different approaches in the studio. Um, so I, I don't know if I would say that my mentors were necessarily an influence in the recording studio. Um, I think more with the jazz, with Top Pocket, um, I would say Gary for sure. Gary, I would, yeah, but just by having studied with him, right? Um, and I'm probably, I've probably thought of Gary, you know, especially having, since he's passed, I think of him a lot. Mm. And, and so I would, that, that's an influence for sure. Yeah. Is just having him there um, over my shoulder. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What's it like uh, in the studio to be recording with the band? What's your dynamic like for Top Pocket? I mean, every band has a different way of recording in the studio. They have yeah. different interactions, different techniques of doing it. I know for our band, we all are, you know, we're all right there yeah. in, the, in the listening room. And yeah. we give kind of real-time feedback to each other as yeah. we're doing the recordings. I know for other bands, it's like one person goes in, records their stuff, sends it off, and then someone else records. What's, what's Top Pocket's well, dynamic? Well, it, it, that's a, a, a interesting because... 
Um, our first album's live, right? So that was a whole different thing. So it was done right up live in the in concert. And um, the mastering, or sorry, the mixing and mastering was left up to myself and Peter Beacock, who he he didn't record the show, did he? No. Or did he? I don't remember, but I know that Peter did the the mixing and mastering. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah. Anyway, um, and then with but with the last recording, which was Rocket in my top pocket, um, um, that was done in the studio. But that was a den- a done again with Peter Beacock. He's been involved in both our albums, um, and Peter actually recorded the album. We took over the the jazz room. And for two days and turned it into a recording studio. Cool. It was, yeah, it was like a Monday and a Tuesday and they, the Grand River Jazz Society and the, the, uh, the Heather Hotel were like, they gave us the use of the room. And, um, I think we had to pay a rent on it, but the Grand River Jazz Society paid it. Mm. Something like that, if I remember correctly. But anyway, we recorded the album live in, in, uh, the jazz room. And, um, but we had, we were all in different corners of the room for separation and everything like that. So yeah, the bed tracks and majority of that album was recorded at the jazz room with everybody's input. Um, and then we took the album and took it to um, Rick Hutt, who is a legendary recording engineer and brilliant keyboardist. And, and Rick at uh, Cedar Tree Recording Studios. And we, that's when we decided to add guitar Oh. Yeah, we were a quartet at the time, um, and that's when we decided to add guitar and percussion in the in the studio. And we brought in another great friend of mine, another one of my best friends, Frank Corin, um, to play guitar on the album. And so we would go. We we used to spend Tuesdays out at Rick's studio. Yeah, and we would all be there at different times. Sometimes it was just me, some or it would be Rob and myself, or all three of us. Um, and so there was give and take. We came up with ideas that we'd, we'd even re-record some things, like a sax thing, and, and Robin would play a riff, and, and, and it'd be like, well, you know, that'd be cool if we doubled that with guitar. And, and um, so it worked that way. It's, it was, it's always been collaborative. Mm. Um, it's the guys kind of, because I'm the leader of the band, the guys kind of will sometimes, okay, you make the final decision, but it's, it's really collaborative. And, and if it's a situation where I have an opinion and the other three don't agree with it, I'm going to go with their decision. You know, it's not like I know any better. Well, it's, it's, I mean, that's the dynamic that you have to have, right? There has to be a a push and pull, a give and take. This Um, band is so much that way. Like, like I was saying to you before, um, even when we rehearse, there is no bad ideas. Um, I might come up with an idea and the rest of the band goes, oh man, that's really stupid. Um, but we play everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. We play everything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's the other guys in the band go, oh, that worked better than I expected. Um, or the person who came up with the idea goes, yeah, that really sucks. Yeah. Right. Um, so, but we play everything. That's the rule. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah. That's, I mean, it's, you can't have a band that's a, you can't have a sustainable band that no. is, uh, you know, an autocracy or yeah. it's an authoritarian, no, no, you know, no. sort of uh, uh, outfit. It doesn't really work that way. No. People want to feel as though they're part of something collaborative. They want to be part of the creative process. Yeah. Um, and they want to feel valued just kind of 
linking it back to what we said about the drum lessons. Yeah. Got to be positive. You, you yeah, got to make absolutely. it enjoyable for everybody. And and Paul Paul just said recently at a rehearsal because we just had a, a really good rehearsal prepping for this show on the thirty first, and um, um, I said to him at, out in the hall there, I said, um, "Boy, that was fun." And he just and he and he's always said this. He says, "Yeah, it was fun." He said, "And when it ceases to be fun, we stop doing it." Yeah. And so that's the right attitude. We all, everybody's got equal say, you know, everybody is throwing out ideas and come on up with ideas. Even when it comes to the sets, you know, they kind of, they kind of, okay, Donnie, you take care of the sets. But very often Robin helps out with that and will make suggestions and he has ideas and he'll send them in and, and just. Just this week, I, he sent the set list, and I and I looked at it, and I went, you know what? That looks great, man. Let's just—that's what we're going with, you know. And, and so that we are all sharing in the experience. Yeah, it's so important, you know. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's take a listen to a track off the okay. aforementioned "Rocket in My Top Pocket." Yeah, Don, what song are we gonna I listen to? I knew you were gonna ask me that. Um, <clears throat> hmm. Let's listen to. Well, let's listen to the title track. Nice. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From the album, Rocket in My Top Pocket, here's the title track yeah. on Local Music Live. Rocket.
Welcome back to Local Music Live. My name is Matt Rappold, and you just heard the title track off Top Pocket's Rocket in My Top Pocket. I'm here with Don McDougall, and we are talking all about uh, Top Pocket, the jazz music scene in Kitchener-Waterloo, and just music in general in preparation for their show at the Registry Theatre on March 31st. That's this coming Saturday. Don, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, glad to be here. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Kitchener-Waterloo music scene because we are so lucky to have such a phenomenal music oh, scene. Yeah. Um, but I want to like zoom in a little bit on the registry because they're hosting this show. Oh, yeah. Um, Thank what, God for the registry. Yeah, there. what like, has the registry meant for the Kitchener-Waterloo music community oh. um, over the past, you know, how many years it's been around? Well, Lawrence McNaught, that... that runs the registry is just he's thank god for lawrence mcnaught he's just awesome um and is booking local talent and bringing in artists from outside of the region so we get to experience those artists um he's just open-minded you know and uh, very supportive of the local artists and bringing in giving us opportunities like like the 31st you know and we didn't have to go after him. He came after me or oh. us, you know, like he contacted me and said, 15th anniversary, Donnie, you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, I do. Or we do, you know? And um, thank goodness for that he thinks like that. Yeah, that's so you special know? to have someone in the community who's willing to to bring, our, not, not just have a space that's open to artists, yeah. but want to bring artists in there. Because as musicians, I mean, we know that it's, you know, it's, it's can be very time consuming to always chase gigs. So to oh, have yeah. people come to you and say, we want you to play, not yeah. only is that just easier on your schedule, but it's also so validating. It they is. want you yeah. to be there. Yeah. That's always, yeah, for sure. You know, you get that email and it's like, cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Was the reg, was that the first time you'd played at the registry? Um, I think it probably was. Yeah. Okay. And have yeah. you done other things? I know you also play in musicals. You yes. also do a yeah. number of other things outside of just Top Pocket. Is, yeah. Do you play yeah. at the registry pretty often? Um, I wouldn't say often, but I played there a number of times. Mm. Um, I most recently was there with, uh, um, um, the Clefts of Moore, which is the, it's, um, Celtic fusion band that Tim Moore has here in town. And uh, it's a mix of Celtic music and jazz fusion. It's it's very cool, super cool, yeah, very cool. And I get to play percussion in that group. Awesome. Yeah. Now, uh, give us a sense of what that Celtic fusion would sort of sound like. I'm picturing bagpipes. Oh, uh, we. Oh man, I'm gonna forget the name of these pipes. They're not. They're not bagpipes. Oh, I can't remember what they're called. But it's a it's a type of bagpipe but it's not it's not it's not so offensive sounding <laughs> and all the bagpipe uh, pipers in the audience just turn the radio <laughs> off chilean is it chilean pipes they're gorgeous oh my oh. god they're gorgeous and um that's part of the band and fiddle depending on the number of i mean i don't know if people in the area are necessarily aware but kw is a 
a hotbed of great fiddle players. Okay, I was not yeah. aware. Oh yeah, but I'm not surprised because I know what I mean, yeah. every we seem to have every instrument covered. Oh yeah, yeah. We've got uh, Shane Gousset, and um, all of a sudden I'm going up on a couple of names. I can't think of the names, but um, yeah, we've got a lot. A awesome. lot of them. So it's a mix of yeah. There's and there's even uh, uh, Celtic dancing. Okay. Like there's, I don't think I've ever done a show with the band where there hasn't been a Celtic dancer or two that were part of the performance. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah it's That's very great. cool. Super cool. And that's great that yeah. the registry is supporting all of these different types of music. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. stuff that you wouldn't necessarily see at, you know, a more, um, you know, a more mainstream style music venue, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's the niche they're filling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So what can uh, the audience members expect from this uh, 15th anniversary jazz at the registry? Is it going to be your band and others or just oh, no. your band? No, it's just us. Just you. Now they're doing... Top line, headlining <laughs> the bill. You get the marquee <laughs> spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, there are other bands that are part of the jazz at the registry theater. Um, um, they just did, I think, Stealing Dan, did the Steely Dan tribute. Um there and they're part of the the series. Mm -hmm. um, I think Dave Thompson, who's brilliant guitarist from here in the area, um, is doing one as well. Um, I don't, I'm not sure about anybody else, but there's a series. We just happen to be part of the series. Um, but yeah, we we fortunately we were the first ones. Yeah. But we aren't the first ones this time. The series has already started. Oh, super cool. Yeah. That's yeah. great. So make sure if you're listening to this, make sure you check out the entire series. Yeah. And make sure to check out the Registry Theater absolutely for all of the amazing things that um that they uh, put on. And I mean, we're going to take a quick little segment here because we're going to go into the lightning round. Jeez. Mm, I do want to mention one thing. Can I? Uh, Absolutely. Is that okay? Absolutely. Um, I neglected to mention that um, we have a special guest with us. Our, our, we, we became a quintet with adding guitar, right? Um, and then, but Frank, Frank got busy doing other things. And so we've got to uh, have another guitarist in our band named Alex Chodra. And Alex is, again, these guitarists, they're all crazy busy. Alex has gotten really busy playing with a number of different acts. So he wasn't available. So we're, we've got special guest Ralph Bushmeyer playing with us um, this time. And Ralph is just a gas, just a gas. We've been having a blast. And he's even brought in a bunch of originals that we're doing. Oh, so awesome. they're going to hear uh, um, a number of original new new material that they haven't heard before. Um, plus new arrangements of some of our older songs. Super cool. Yeah, there's one tune that we've com turned completely on its head. <laughs> yeah, and we're we're pumped about playing it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah. great. And I mean, you can also mention uh, where our listeners can get tickets for this. Um, at go to the Registry Theater box office um, on their website, and it it they can get tickets there. They can go to um, um, toppocket.ca, and there's a link there. For tickets as well. It's all done through the center in the square. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Well, you know what? Let's move over into our lightning round now. I know, Don, you're a little bit, a little concerned about this lightning round. I am, yes. I promise we'll keep it, we'll keep it tasteful. <laughs> uh, okay. And for longtime listeners, you know how this works. We have a list of KW-themed lightning questions, and Don has approximately, more or less, one minute and a half to answer as many of these questions as he can before time expires. <laughs> there is no prize. There is no rules. But let's get into the lightning round. Oh, Cue man. the sound effects. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Local music live lightning round. All right, Don, are you ready to go? I guess. All right, let's do it here. <laughs> Three, two, 
one. What is your favorite restaurant in Kitchener-Waterloo? Um, Masala Bay. Oh, good. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Uh, what is an underrated place to go, place to visit? Restaurant-wise? Uh, it could be anywhere. Anywhere. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> I don't have an answer for you that You can one. pass. I'm going to pass. All on right. We'll one. maybe come back to that yeah, one. Uptown, yeah. Uptown Waterloo or Downtown Kitchener? Oh, Uptown Waterloo. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, without a doubt. I live, in, I live in downtown Kitchener. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, what about Farmer's Market, St. Jacob's or Kitchener? St. Jacob's. Okay, so you just hate Kitchener. No, I don't. I don't hate Kitchener. I don't hate Kitchener. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite spot to go in downtown Kitchener then? <laughs> the Registry Theater. It's a great spot. There you go. Uh, what is uh, an act that people should uh, be familiar with from locally? Um... Danny Michelle? Yes. Good good choice. Yeah. I've known Danny for so long. I saw yeah. him play live at Hillside yeah. uh, last year, and he just puts on such a great oh, show. Oh, he puts on a great show, and he's just a wonderful human being. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We got about 30 seconds left okay. here. So uh, if you could film a music video for any uh, of your songs or Top Pocket, what would you film? Um, <laughs> you know what? Trippy Hippie. Okay, and Trippy where hippie. would you film that in Waterloo Region? Oh, man. I think on the back alleys of Kitchener. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe Gowdy's Lane? Yeah, Gowdy's Lane. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I've done photo shoots in Gowdy's Lane. It's so, a, yeah. We've it's also a, done photo oh, shoots yeah, there. Yeah. That's, I'm, we're, that's, like, that's like the spot to do photo shoots for yeah. KW musicians. Yeah. yeah. All right, last question here. If Otis the Swan from Victoria slash Willow River Park and Ophelia ever have another little baby swan, what should it be called? Oh, boy. Um, I don't know. Horatio? All right. I love it. <laughs> Horatio is the name. And that brings us to the end of our local music live lightning round. Beep, 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 beep. Thank you, Don, for indulging us on that no, one. You awesome. did a great job. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm opinionated, so. And you only managed to, <laughs> to offend, uh, offend Kishner. Uh, one, si one city, one entire <laughs> <Yeah>. city. <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate that. Thank you so much, Don. And it's about time for us to wrap up the program right here. On. Give us uh, the links to your band. You mentioned your website, but give us uh, any other links or where people can find you. Yep. Uh, and then we'll wrap up the show. Okay, we're, all, we're on Facebook. So there's a um, Top Pocket Live, I think, on Facebook. Um, and then our website again, toppocket.ca. Um, that's about it, really. Right. I mean, we're on, we're on um, iTunes. We're on, what's the other one? Spotify. Spotify, thanks. We're on Spotify. We're on, yeah, we're on all those platforms. Awesome. So you can locate us there. Well, make sure you check out Top Pocket on all of the social, all of the relevant social yes. media uh, applications. Stream their music. Also, purchase their music. Yeah. I'm not sure if you guys are on Bandcamp. I don't think we are. Okay. Well, purchase a CD yeah. at the show because yeah. uh, we know that you know streaming services are truly not funding musicians no. in the way that they should. No. And you know, one album sale is like, yeah. you know, several hundred thousand times a, a stream. Yeah. So make sure you're supporting music by purchasing it. Yeah. And thank you, Don, for joining us here on Local Music Live. That was a lot of fun. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I had a blast. Yeah, yeah I man. did as well. Good. Local Music Live is written and produced by myself, Matt Rappold, in conjunction with Shea Bala and Allison Dijak usually does the production uh, for Local Music Live, and she'll be back behind the console next week. You can catch all new episodes of the show 
every Tuesday here on Midtown Radio KW, Kitchener-Waterloo's home for local music. Take care and have yourselves a wonderful week. Thank you.